Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. Mark, Combine Week is upon us. The entire league is going to be descending on Indianapolis. You want to give the people a quick preview of what Combine Week holds? Man, Combine Week is it's, it's fun, Chris. It's when uh, college prospects get together and they run around in spandex and they run 40-yard dashes and three-cone drills and broad jumps and test their verticals, all things that are really important when evaluating a football player. I'm being a bit facetious because, frankly, I think those workouts are absolutely ridiculous. And what happens with the Combine, Chris, Someone runs like an insane 40 time and that like third round prospect all of a sudden becomes a first round prospect. And that's why John Ross gets drafted in the top 10 and becomes a bust. Like I'm telling you, if your team is drafting someone because of how they performed at the combine, it's probably not going to work out. That's one thing I think is absolutely ridiculous. But in a nutshell, this is an I'd say an information gathering process for teams like the Patriots. Not only do they see guys work out um, and run all these different drills, but teams are allowed, I believe it's. 15 to 30 minutes of interviews. It might be 15 minutes at this point. Basically, teams get, uh, it's it's like, it might be like 30 players they can talk to or something like that. Essentially, they bring in guys for these really quick hitter interviews where they, it's like, an, they start to learn a little bit. And, and to, for people who don't know how it works, teams are scouting these players for years. The scouting department and the Patriots have looked at these 2024 prospects really going back two years now. They, it's really when it ramps up. They start, they are, they're always a year ahead. But then at the combine, not only do you have their testing numbers, but you can bring them in and actually really talk to them and interview them for the first time. People make a really big deal out of who the Patriots pick to interview. But as we'll get into, it doesn't always matter. But hey, man, this means draft season is almost upon us, Chris. It means the offseason is underway. And a big thing that happens at the combine that people don't always know, it's when agents start to talk with NFL teams, which is illegal tampering about what's about to happen in free agency so man next week in indy it is going to be pretty wild yeah and for the first time in a very long time we are going to talk to it'll be elliot wolf i believe on tuesday is going to be talking to us and for a while bill just was not going to the combine altogether there was no media availability there there was no anything so on the record for the first time in ages we're going to be able to ask some questions about how this front office is working and everything like that where in this kind of speaking role before it had been Matt Groh, but now it's Elliot Wolf. Like, what do you make of that pivot from Groh to Wolf in this role? You know who talks to the Combine Curse on Tuesdays and Wednesdays? It's head coaches and general managers. So 
For those who don't know, Gerard Mayo talked last week to us on Wednesday, which is why he will not be speaking at the Combine. But Elliot Wolf will be is scheduled to talk on Tuesday. The Patriots reporters and really other reporters will be there at the Combine. What that means, Chris, is that Elliot Wolf is your GM. What we've reported here in Mass Live is what we know. But Elliot Wolf is the shot caller. He is running the show. He'll be in charge of the 53-man roster. He'll be in charge of drafting players, signing players, trading players. It's going to be an extremely busy week for Elliot Wolf. This is the week where guys like him will meet with NFL agents and other teams to sort of gauge trade market for certain players, the free agent value for other players. And on top of that, they have to interview and evaluate all these different draft prospects. And it's really when teams start to put together that draft board, you know, move guys up and down, depending on how the interviews and even some of the medical situation stuff goes too, but that's a part of this that I didn't mention off the top is that right. you could do medical medicals is huge when it comes to drafting a player. So what it says that Elliot, what it, when Elliot Wolf talks to us, what it tells us is what we already kind of know. He's the GM. I'm glad that you mentioned medicals too, because that honestly might be the most valuable part of the combine is they're yeah. finally getting to look at these medicals for a lot of guys where it's like you said at the top, some of the running stuff, like why does it matter if a defensive tackle runs a five, six, 40? It doesn't. That stuff doesn't matter at all. But the interviews and medical records are very valuable for teams that are going to, you know, if they take a player in the first round, that's a four, maybe five year investment. You want to know what you're getting into. So I think that's really important. As far as general managers talking on Tuesday and Wednesday, I also think that you gain a ton of information just based on what other GMs around the league say. Where last year looking into like um patriots targets and everything like that keenan allen was a name that kept popping up repeatedly because i mean for good reason he would be a perfect fit in new england based on what he had done forever the player he is at the combine you get the charters gm saying nope he we are absolutely not parting with him there's no way he's going to be traded he's going to be back here don't even think about it Bengals gm at the combine last year you get we are absolutely not trading T Higgins. Everyone was talking about whether or not he was going to be a trade candidate based on his contract situation, everything moving forward. No, we're not trading T Higgins. So I think that helps to, you know, really make offseason plans more concrete. You know, when you have the it's just more information, more information. These guys aren't moving. These guys might be yada, yada, yada. Just going and listening to all the different GMs. I think you learn a ton. Yeah, I think, for example, to the 49ers, are they planning on trading Brandon Ayuk? There's been a lot of smoke about that. We Maybe we learned something at the Combine. I mean, the, the Chicago Bears, I mean, everyone thinks they're going to trade Justin Fields. Will something happen at the Combine? Will their GM in Chicago talk about that? Will, you know, the people in Minnesota talk about keeping Kirk Cousins? And will the, do the Bucks want to keep Baker Mayfield? There are little hints and things we can get at the Combine week. But really also, Chris... It's, it's rumor time, man. The rumor mill is really going to start to heat up at the Combine. It doesn't always come to fruition. As I like to say, as a lot of people like to say, it's lying season. It really starts this week in Indy. Like, there's going to be so much smoke surrounding the Patriots when it comes to what they're going to do on offense, what they're going to do in free agency, who's available in the trade market, and what in the world are they going to do at number three. I really can't wait. So I want I want to ask you this. If, there, if there's like a big thing you're sort of looking for when it comes to the Patriots, you know, this week, what, what is it? What, what are you what are you going going into this week, you know, really searching for or hope to find out? I want to talk to the quarterbacks. You know, the quarterbacks will talk on Friday morning. I want to talk to Drake May. I want to talk to Jaden Daniels. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear how they compose themselves, how, you know, they see the game, where where they're at with everything. It's a really unique experience to actually talk to these guys before the draft that like, 
I don't know about you. I, I wasn't going to fly down to LSU on a Saturday last year when the Patriots have a Sunday home game to try and like get some FaceTime with Jane Daniels. That's not how any of this works. So this is the first time that we really have any shot to actually like get face to FaceTime with these guys and really see what they're like and see how they feel these questions. Is there something specific you're looking for? Yeah, I think the thing that fans love, and I'll be honest, I fall into this trap too. I love hearing who the Patriots are meeting with at the Combine. So like, it'll be very noteworthy if the Patriots have interviews with Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, right? It tells us what a lot of us are already thinking. Hey, they're thinking about drafting a quarterback. So I want to hear from Jaden Daniels and Drake May. How did it go meeting with, whether it be Alex Van Pelt or Gerard Mayo? I, I want to hear who's in those meetings. I want to hear what prospects they're talking to. That being said, Chris, I got to warn everyone. When you see all these tweets from us saying, hey, the Patriots met with pro prospect X, it does not mean in any way, shape, or form the Patriots are going to draft those players. So I do this every year. I like to track who the Patriots are talking with prior to the draft. And I'll be honest, my list in the last few years has been over 100. And the reason is the Patriots meet with everyone, Chris. When you're analyzing uh, draft prospects, when you're coming up with your own draft board, like you need to meet with these guys to find out who they are. You would not be doing your own. You would be doing yourself a disservice if you're not meeting with all the top quarterback candidates, right? You need to get them in a room with Alex Van Pelt, go over the film and see if how smart they are, you know, on, on paper. I think it's a really good way to sort of test the IQ of these guys when you get them in a room alone with your positional coach. So that being said, last year it was reported the Patriots talked to 25 players to the Combine. Now, the number was more than that, but the players who admitted it to us, there were 25 names I had jotted down who talked to the Patriots at the 2023 NFL Combine. Now, out of those 25 players, Patriots drafted one. His name was Christian Gonzalez, uh, who they drafted first overall. And I'll be honest, going through my notes here, the Patriots actually met with more cornerbacks than any position at, at the Combine last year. They met with five um, the other thing, they met with four wide receivers. Um, three were first rounders. It was uh, Jackson Smith, Nick Jugba, Jordan Addison, and Quentin Johnson. The other one they met with, Chris, this one's going to hurt. It was uh, Puka New. How do you say his last name? Nakua. I can't say his last name. Puka, Puka Nakua. Puka it's Nakua fine. messes me up every time. But the Patriots met with Puka Nakua last year at the Senior Bowl. They met with him at the Combine. And then they didn't draft him. They drafted in the sixth round, um, Keishon Booty and Demario Douglas, who was a good pick. But Puka went in the fifth round. So what I'm saying, folks, is when you see these tweets about the Patriots meeting with Marvin Harrison or Joe Alt, all these popular prospects, it does not mean they're going to draft him. It means they're doing an information gathering process, which is a part of this. So listen, click and retweet on our stories, please. Just don't be surprised when the names that they meet with, they don't draft in April. Right, where I've been like, pretty open-minded in this with this new like collaborative front office where you know they don't have a de facto gm well they have de facto gm in la wolf but they don't have anyone entitled doing it a lot of input from a lot of different places i would i think it'd be a huge red flag if you heard that they hadn't met with caleb williams you know yeah. <laughs> or any of these top five top ten prospects it's like well then what are you doing you're at number three overall you gotta gather all the intel on these guys you can so when you see the tweets sure you know they're gonna be out there Get the get the antenna up. If there isn't one that you see, then it's like, all right, all right, what's what's going on here? Because they should be meeting with all of these guys like that. That's what this is for. When you're when you're picking at number three, you have to be sure. Like, that's, here's the truth. Like, everyone yep. knows I want the Patriots to draft a quarterback. That being said, there it is. That's the weekly thing. Mark wants a quarterback right there. Every day. Oh. It's going to happen. Every podcast here at Mass Live. I on Fox, bro. Check, check it out.
However, if they say, you know what, we don't like Jaden Daniels or Drake May, and we don't think he's going to be a franchise quarterback, can't draft him. Like at that point, I'm fine with Joe Alt or Marvin Harrison Jr. Because at number three, you are in a position to add a blue chip, potential Pro Bowl type player. And that's what the Patriots are lacking. They're lacking Pro Bowl players. They're lacking elite talent. They're lacking blue chip prospects. So this process of identifying who those guys are and who they will be, it you it started two years ago, like I said, with their scouting staff. You really start to hammer it home, man, at the combine when you meet these guys for the first time. Now, after they meet with them, they'll meet with them again. From what I understand, they'll do Zoom calls with players, and they'll also bring guys in for the top 30 visits. Yep. Top 30 visits is that the Patriots can select 30 prospects to come to Gillette Stadium where they really put them through the ringer. You can do your own medicals, but you can actually get them in a classroom, put on film, and be like, all right, Drake May, break down this play. Tell me everything. So it's it's a long arduous process but it's one that starts or say one that sort of continues and ramps up you know this week in indy right and you really can't overstate how important the number three overall pick is like it's gonna there are people whose jobs are going to be dependent on it in the next few years like if they whiff on this pick they're not going to be around for a long time this is in san francisco where you can draft trey lance and your roster is still so loaded that it doesn't really matter and ultimately you find brock purdy and you're still in the super bowl that's not where the patriots roster is the patriots roster is an absolute mess right now so they need this number three overall pick to be a cornerstone player moving forward. They cannot afford to whiff on it. Yeah, and and for those who don't know, every different every day at the combine, really, it is. I want to say I'm looking at my schedule over here. It is Wednesday through Saturday. Players meet with the media. So on Wednesday, it's defensive linemen, linebackers. On Thursday, it's DBs and tight ends. But Friday is the big day for us. It's quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. So we're talking Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams. I'll be fascinated, Chris, to hear what Caleb Williams has to say. I want to know if he's okay with going to Chicago. I would love for him to come out and be like, hey, you know what? No, I want to go to, go to New England, man. Just put it out there. Say say you want to go with the Patriots and you know play for Alex Van Pelt. I would, I would love stuff like that. But you never know what's going to happen at the Combine. It's a really, really fun time. But also... I, we talked about the rumor mill earlier. Here's one rumor I would love to find out at the Combine. What do teams think about Mac Jones? And what do the Patriots think of Mac Jones? Like last week in, in New England, when we met with Alex Van Pelkris, he said, all right, it's a clean slate for everyone. You know, he sort of said that like everything was, they're open to everything when asked about Mac Jones. Do you think the Mac Jones trade rumor mill will start this week in Indy? Will we, do you think we, maybe we'll get some clarification on where he stands? Not really, because I think it's going to be a late round pick if they get anything for him. Like there might be some a little scuttlebutt, you know, I think that's kind of the level I put it at is scuttlebutt with Matt Jones and in Indy, where I mean, I, there might be a little more clarity if they're going to move him. But I don't I don't think this is going to be like a, a Justin Fields type storyline where it's going to be a major, major like assets moved both ways. You know, I think Matt kind of is where he is right now. I believe Van Pelt when he says that everyone has a clean slate, but I don't take that as like Mac Jones is going to start next year. I think that's like, all right, like Mac was throwing tantrums two years ago with Matt Patricia. I don't care about that. I wasn't here. Like, whatever. Start fresh. Do your thing. But also, I, I would be stunned if Mac Jones is the week one starter in New England next year. So there might be a little scuttlebutt, but I, I wouldn't expect any like major rumors flying with Mac. And I think another rumor that is going to happen until this guy gets traded Chris is Justin Fields. And yeah. since it's the week of the combine, I, I would imagine Justin Fields is just a name that's going to keep coming up. Right. I mean, I get it. First round pick, starting quarterback, mobile, athletic. It's already been one of those rumors sort of tied to the Patriots, even though there's nothing concrete. The question everyone keeps asking, and I'm going to pose it to you. 
would you trade for Justin Fields one? And what if it costs you, say, like a third round pick? So, like, would you theoretically trade a third round pick for Justin Fields and then draft a tackle or receiver at number three? How do you how do you feel about Justin Fields? I don't love his game. Um, so I think it, it's really interesting with Fields where I think people can fall in love with his skill set because they're just on Twitter or social media or even watching Red Zone. And they're not watching entire games where you see the highlight reel play and you're like, wow, he did that. But then you don't see the sacks that he's taking because he holds the ball way too long. I I, I don't I don't love him. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't trade for him just because you're going to have to pay him very soon, too. You know, it's not like you're getting him on a rookie deal. So I, I, I'm out on fields. I, I think you need to go a different direction. Um, but obviously him getting traded has huge implications for New England, right? Like that's going to totally shape the top of the draft board. So yeah. if you're a Patriots fan, you should be listening to every single Justin Fields rumor you can you can find, you know? Right. If he gets traded, it takes another team out of that quarterback hunt and that quarterback race. There could be some ramifications. Like hypothetically, Justin Fields gets traded to the Falcons. Falcons aren't trying to trade up to number three. Now, right. as you all know, I don't think the Patriots should trade out of number three. However, if a team tries to give them something stupid, and I'm talking like, all right, come down to number eight, we'll go up to three, we'll give you a second round and then a future first. It, it might be tough for Elliot Wolf to turn something like that, that down, but Justin Fields gets traded to Atlanta, Kirk Cousins remains in Minnesota. You know what I mean? If like Baker Mayfield remains in Tampa Bay, you start to realize that there are less and less teams who need quarterbacks and maybe that's less trade partners, but I am with you on Justin Fields. The guy's never played a full season in the NFL. He's never played more than 15 games, played 13 last year. He's not a good pocket passer. We know that because we have three years of tape. It's just, all right, in his second year in the league, he ran for 1,000 yards. He threw for 2,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. You can do worse than Justin Fields. I would just argue, though, that we've seen so much of him that I would rather go with a higher upside guy, such as Jaden Daniels, over Justin Fields. I just don't, I don't love it, Chris. I'd be really disappointed if they did that, honestly. Like, third-round pick for Justin Fields? Okay, maybe. But this is what people keep saying about this draft class. It's deep at quarterback, tackle, and receiver. Like, when we talk to J Daniel Jeremiah and listening to some of these other guys, they're saying, all right, Patriots are in position to draft a high upside quarterback at three. You could possibly get a starting tackle at the top of the second. And then yeah. the top of the third, you might have a good receiver like available. Like, hey, that's what the Patriots need. And this draft class actually falls into their needs. I would hate if they traded a top three pick for Jaden Fields. I'm just I'm so out on it. Yeah, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And it, it just I, I just don't really see it there. Um, so Friday, you said it's going to be quarterbacks receivers and running backs so you'll be going with the running backs right to try and find the next weapon for the patriots offense Shout i already have it Barkley. i already have it man it's dylan lobby new hampshire running back and for those who don't know i went to the university of new hampshire dylan lobby is on and i'm not saying this because i'm a unh alum dylan lobby might be one of the best pass catching backs in the draft which in my opinion chris patriots need to get back to having a pass catching back but Dylan Lobby's awesome. Uh, he was a part of the Senior Bowl. He'll be at the Combine for a guy that went to UNH. That's really huge. Um, it's, it's great to see him. So you you may joke, but when Dylan Lobby is out there at the podium on Friday, I'm going to talk to him. Now, if he's talking at the same time as Jaden Daniels, maybe I won't. But hey, <laughs> Jaden Daniels also has my last name. So I have, you know, I'm being pulled in different directions here. UNH, my last name. But yeah, Dylan Lobby, man. I, I, just know, I, just, I think he could be a weapon for uh, Jane Daniels. Or I back. just know you love the running backs, man. I just know that you, you love finding all your weapons in the running back room. <laughs> you know who's a free agent, though, that we could ask around about is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, yeah. 
Yeah, I know. You're you moving heaven and earth again to New England or what? You know, I, you know, I would I would definitely give him some money, pair him up with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. You know, there you go. As we know, Alex Van Pelt loves to go running back heavy. He had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. Maybe it's us, <laughs> Ramondre and Saquon. But really, though, I think they should bring in, like, this is a completely different topic. I'm sort of pivoting here. In terms of, like, the running back stuff, I do think the Patriots should bring in, bring in a receiving back to go yeah. with Ramondre. And a name I do like is Kareem Hunt. Um, he worked with Alex Van Pelt in Cleveland. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for adding more weapons. And for me, that's a pass-catching back. I have no idea why they got away from the pass catching back where it was such a staple of this offense for a really long time. And I don't know if it was philosophical with Bill where he just didn't want to spend an entire roster spot on a third down back and thought Ramondre could do it. But I mean, as you've seen with Ramondre, having someone play every single down, they're going to break down eventually. It just doesn't work that way. So I think it makes all the sense in the world to like have a back like Ramondre first and second down that can can still catch passes. You know, he's not totally one dimensional. You can do that on the early downs, but then have the third down back too. That was such a staple of the Patriots offense for so long when they were like really doing well. I don't yeah. know why they went away from it. And, and you know, Zeke Elliott, I, I think Zeke Elliott would be a fine receiving back. Just he's a free agent. And I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke doesn't want to return to New England because he's a veteran and he wants to go somewhere to win a Super Bowl. So you're looking at all the holes, you know, we talk about all the holes the Patriots have on this roster. I mean, I, I think they need to add a running back, but there's tight end, tackle, quarterback, receiver, and Chris, man, this week in Indy, maybe we'll find out, uh, you know, some some nuggets here or there about the Patriots when it comes to rumors, who they're rumored to be signing, who they're rumored to may be maybe in the trade market for, and who they're talking with at the draft. It's it's all huge. And, you know, stay with us and, and tune in because all week we're going to bring you some of the best rumors, nuggets, and who the Patriots are meeting with here at the Combine. Oh, yeah, the Combine is the best place in the world for rumors. It's basically like a high school cafeteria, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, we'll be here in Indy all week. Um, so keep following along. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>